Welcome, everyone, to Authors on the Air. I'm your host, Pam Stack. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I hope that you all are well and safe and and keeping yourselves and your families safe, social distancing, masking, hand washing, whatever it is that you feel comfortable doing. I know in Southwest Florida, that's what I'm doing. It's beautiful outside, but if I go anywhere, it's with bubble wrap so that I'm protecting myself and others from me. I am starting a new series of interviews tonight, and one with a very special guest. Her name is Jane L. Rosen. She um, was a screenwriter, probably still is. We're going to find out. Um, she is also was also a contributor to Huffington Post, which I love. She is a prolific writer. She's had in time in film, television, and event production, and is the co-founder of a really cool little app called It's All Gravy, which is um, a gifting company. So I can't wait to talk to Jane Rosen. Hi, Jane. How are you? Welcome. Thank you, Pam. Welcome to you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. You know, your first book, Nine, Nine Women, One Dress, was just hysterical. It was a great book. You you had amazing five-star reviews from everyone. And now you have this new book out called <laughs> that, that I also love, by the way, that is called Eliza Starts a Rumor. Now, it's been said that you know, every story has already been told, but I don't believe that. I think that they are, they might be told, but there's always a new twist. And this one is absolutely delicious. Will you please tell me about how you got the idea for when Eliza, um, when Eliza starts a rumor, where did this idea come from? Well, I I mean, the, the book is about a, women's online group. That's like the basics of the book. And I was at a book talk for my last book, Nine Women, One Dress. And we started talking about these mother's groups and these women's groups that have popped up in all these towns across the country, even across the world. And And the women in the group were so excited about talking about these groups and how funny that you say things. People say things about their husbands and about their children right. and about their mother-in-laws. And it's on the Internet. And it's right. like a crazy phenomenon, right? It and, is. Right. So all the women were so excited about the conversation that I just stood up there and thought, this is my next book. You know, it was just obvious. How funny is that? You you pull inspiration from around you then, obviously. So yeah. let's talk about Eliza Hunt and uh, – I think it's safe to give away a little bit of the beginning of the book, don't you think? Without well, giving away the whole story. The Eliza starts a rumor, so you kind of right. have the beginning right there. So let's talk about Eliza Hunt and why she decides to start what she thinks is a harmless little rumor. Well, Eliza is an empty nester, and I think that always leaves women really questioning what's next and you know, in a, someone that especially like Eliza stayed home with her twins for, you know, 18 years. So, right. but she also has a crippling case of agoraphobia. And she also is the moderator of the Hudson Valley Ladies Bulletin Board. So the combination of all those things, she learns that there's another site, like a hipper, younger site that's come up in her town. And it just, the thought of losing that connection, because that, she's home all the time, you know, of her 
bulletin board and moderating it and, not, and being irrelevant just pushes her a bit over the edge. She's a good person, but she just needs to take back control. And she makes up a rumor thinking that nothing will happen. And it does happen. So it's always the case. You say one little thing and someone takes it out of context, just in everyday life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. you've got, instead of the spark, you've got a raging fire. So, um, so true. it is really cute. It is really cute. So the new mom in sight devotee, Olivia York is, she's just thrown completely off when she, when she reads the bulletin board, which, which is an online bulletin board, we should say. So, mm-hmm. um, so it, it really, in the end, this book is about friendships and um, the power of women friendships, particularly. And I yeah. use a hashtag a lot called In the Sisterhood. And in your book description, it says, this is a story of being a woman and the healing power of sisterhood. I really believe that's true. I mean, I'm of the age where I have, I will just say, I've had my best friend since I was five, and I'm, and I'm 65 right now. So for 60 years, I've had my best Same friend. Same as me, kindergarten, my best friend. There you go. So, um, you know, no matter where she goes or I go, we are, we are still in constant touch with each other and, and keeping up. Do, do younger women these days have those same types of friendships, do you think? I mean, I have, I have three daughters that are in their 20s, and I would say that each of them has, they have friends, but they have a few friends that I know would do anything for them. Right. And, um, and those things, you know, those have even been tested because I, the book is about all the women in the book are different generations, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, two of them are the same age, but then there's a 28-year-old and a 38-year-old and a 48-year-old. So I, I think in writing it, I just wanted to really show that women go through the same things. Like your mother went yes. through similar things that you went through. Your daughter go through similar things that you go through. It's part of being a woman and it's really great to have these intergenerational relationships and and learn from someone maybe 20 years older than you and learn from someone younger than you. And it's just the female experience. And I, I wanted the book in the end, I wanted you to close the last page and feel empowered that there's nothing you really can't get through without friendships. Um, I agree with you. And I, and I, I came away thinking that too. I came away feeling um, very happy. I had a grin on my face when I finished that book because, um, you know, through the ups and downs of it all, I was hopeful that everything would work out because when your friends are around you, unlike family, which can sometimes play against you, um, Mm -hmm. if you have your friends and they're rock solid, you know, you can count on them, then everything's okay. I think girlfriends particularly kind of, take your burden and they break it up into little pieces. So you're not carrying everything all by yourself. Does that make I think sense? So. To you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that like, and I think it rotates, you know, you're there for them. Yes. They are there for you. And Eliza's mother is, is the only real family I would say that's really prevalent in the book a little bit. And you could, what right. you just said is very true. Like she couldn't get those things from her mother. Right. Which is interesting. So, yeah. Well, and Sometimes because they think, oh, you've made a horrible mistake. I would never have done that. And, you know, you, it feels condescending almost. So, uh, you, you know, you have to work through all that stuff, too. But I think there's some freedom in having girlfriends that are not going to judge you, where your family mm-hmm. member 
or even in your mind you think your family member is making a judgment call against you. So um, I, I see it completely what you're saying. I want to talk yeah. a little bit um, about your your history. Had you always aspired to be a, a fiction novelist? It's funny that you say this is also a female kind of thing, I think, that I, well, I'll explain. When I was young, when I was like in elementary school and even junior high, my teachers, my English teachers used to, take my writing and like one of them I remember made me walk around the whole school and bring it to every other teacher but somewhere after that I got lost in the writing thing and I just ended up going to college majoring in fashion going into the garment center not following what's probably my greatest skill you know interesting. so it is interesting I think I think that no one really ever directed me I was the fourth child you know I don't know. I mean, if someone would have said to me, you're good at this, stick with it, maybe I would have. But I just thought more like, how am I going to support myself? And it seemed like go to the garment center, get a job. So I took a break from writing for a short amount of time, you know, for that whole time. But then when I had children, I started writing again. And I wrote children's books that actually I'm going to publish one soon. And um, I wrote, I took a class. I had an idea for a movie. I took a class a silly class, like a six-week class at night, once a week. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a screenplay. And lo and behold, I sold the screenplay to Miramax. Really? And it was, was, it, was yeah. it turned into a film? No, they bought it three times. I rewrote it a million <laughs> times. But it so, was so you were optioned, but it never, it, never, it never actually got turned into a no. uh, film. Oh, I, no. They optioned it oh. three times. <laughs> pretty funny you poor thing <laughs> so yeah it's okay it's okay i was so happy to you know sell it well <laughs> hey, it, it gives you validation too you know if that you're mm-hmm. writing and your writing is good um it's interesting to me something you said i felt like i needed to go out and get a job to support myself you know um a lot of writers are dissuaded from writing just like other creative people actors singers dancers whatever it happens to be artists are discouraged from from the humanities because uh it doesn't pay well yet things like sports which i abhor uh in so many ways i can't even tell you professional sports mm-hmm. you know people don't mind paying 50 dollars for the very top seat in a stadium to go watch a baseball game yet right. they're reluctant to go into a bookstore and spend money on a book or buy a painting or go see theater or dance or opera, whatever it is they happen to. So I can understand, you know, there's a desire to, yes, be uh, self-sustaining and having a job that's bringing in income. But if you're not necessarily loving it and if your first love has gotten away from you, that's got to be a bit frustrating. It's hard. My oldest daughter is a musician and she she doesn't give up at all. And so she'll like bartend, she'll, she'll dog walk, she'll, you know, babysit, she'll do anything so that she could be a musician. Yeah. So I encourage her her because that's fantastic. Right. I mean, if you're not going to do it in your twenties, we need artists, we need artists. We need, yeah, we need people like your daughter. We need people like you writing, creating, giving us, you know, the arts. So, um, you know, I've always been a reader. I can't write. I mean, I can barely get out of the house with my dress on the right way, but, <laughs> but you know, I can read and I appreciate 
people who read, which is why this is my retirement job. You know, this is what I do. This is what I love. So I get that completely. Now, you also founded a company. I just want to say that COVID is, for me, I have been reading like crazy, much more than, like I started out thinking I was going to binge watch shows that I haven't watched, but I have just, I'm living in Fire Island, which is a tiny island. Right. Um, off of Long Island. And you, you literally, I have to like order my books. They go on a ferry boat. I have to wait at the freight house on a long line <laughs> with a mask and all the people six feet apart. And I get up to the front and they're like, here are your books. Like I, I just, every day, my whole family is ordering more books. It's hysterical. Jane, I, I want so to give you a little secret. There's a, there's a new device out called a Kindle. <laughs> and... <laughs> You can actually not have to go to the ferry and bubble wrap yourself, you know, to get a book. <laughs> I can't because I'm always staring when I'm writing. I'm always staring at the computer to write. I need to, like, break my eyes and just read. I see. I see. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I, I read a lot, too, so I understand that. And it's, uh, listen, it gives you brain power. You're, you're a smarter and better person for, for reading so much. Um, I encourage everyone to do it. Um, when you wrote for HuffPo, at one time you were, you were contributing mm-hmm. to them. What were you writing about? So many things I wrote about. I wrote about um, my first article was a very cute one called oh, something about Harry and Sally. Oh, whatever happened to when Harry met Sally or are Harry and Sally still, and it went through all the different movie couples. And did you think that they were together or not? And it was, I wrote it on a whim and it did really nicely. So they asked me to write more. So that was fun. And um, I, I wrote about a bunch of things, some pop culture. I wrote about Hurricane Sandy and living in Fire Island. I wrote about my kids going to summer camp in Maine the very last time that I was going to be going up to camp um, after going to camp my whole life. You know, that feeling of, oh, I'm never going to camp again, which I actually am going to camp July 29th for four days. <laughs> so Good for you. It's not really true. <laughs> yeah, we're all going back to their camp because they closed Good for you. because of the yeah. So I wrote about I write about mostly just things that uh that I think about and that touch me. Living in New York City, I, I wrote one story about how many um when I used to live on the Upper East Side and they would film movies there and T V shows there all the time. Right. Like and it was really like you were living in a set. It was hysterical. I would take my like, muffins huh. from the cart, you know, <laughs> from the <street> cart, and <laughs> Pra-pra- I watched everything. <laughs> yeah, Law and Order, like the theme song would go through my head every day, boom, because like they'd be filming. Yeah, that is so funny. fun. But you see, yeah, New York you have to do like that. You have a creative mind, so it makes sense that you're you're writing these really wonderful, fun books. Um, I, no wonder it, it, it's it's you're revealing yourself now. So now I get it. But in the meantime, you co-founded an organ, uh, an, uh, a, an, a web and app-based gift, gift company called It's All Gravy LLC. And as a matter of fact, I have it pulled up on my computer, It's All Gravy. And which, what it is is corporate gifts, gift packages you can have delivered just through an app on your phone. And yeah. um, you have unique catalogs and gifts and all kinds of stuff like that. I And all hand-wrapped. It's a lovely site. You've turned yeah. this over now to your nephew to take care of, correct? Well, it's really it was his company, and he like brought ah. me in because I was we thought of it up together, kind of, and 
And I ha- it was just too hard with the writing. But I was doing it for about a year and a half, and it was fun, and it's a great company, and it gets delivered by email. So literally, you like, you know, you do something nice, someone does something nice for you, you send them uh-huh. a candle like a few minutes later, and it's such a beautiful way to appreciate people. It's very simple. It's very, hmm. it's a great company. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like fun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look further, delve further when we finish talking. Um, <laughs> you've just, you've got now. This book has just come out. Eliza starts a rumor has just been released yeah. or is being released. Um, uh, are you it starting? It was on Tuesday. So, mm-hmm. are you um, starting another book? Are you thinking about it? Um, I've already finished the first <gasps> draft of my next book because yeah. Wow. So. I'm going to start editing that soon, but it's not going to come out next summer. The uh, paperback is going to come out of Eliza and the following summer that the next book is going to come out. So I have a nice long time to edit it with my wonderful editor and um, it's going to be fun. It's a good book. So when you sit down to write, are you excited to get the first draft done? You are. I love, I love writing. I love it. Is there the last, a part I, of it that you don't it. like? Is there a part that you don't like in the whole creating a book process? The only thing I don't like, I would say right now, is like this technological nervousness that I'm experiencing around interviews and like, you know, like uh, these Zooms and stuff. Like I'm fine sure. once it works. Right. Like, Right before it, when you don't know if it's going to work, that's a little like, stressful. Like when I called, daughters help me. Yeah, like when I exactly. called you and your phone didn't, your phone went to voicemail automatically. <laughs> and I screamed at my husband, "What? Help me!" And he's like, "What do you want me to do?" But yeah, that that part no. exactly. Yeah, uh, you know exactly. there are technological glitches no matter what. Everything I do is over the internet, and so, um, you know when. Everybody who was first out of work, the internet was overwhelmed with people, and I could never get connected to my studio. So, uh, or my my show would be dropped, and you know, it, you just kind of say, okay, this is the new normal that we have for a while, mm-hmm. and you know, I it, I don't know how long it's going to last, but I'll do whatever I have to do, and you just keep on going, you know. Um, yeah. But on the other hand, technologically, this whole Instagram, I don't know if you're, I mean, you probably are aware of like the bookstagrammers. Yeah. Right. On Instagram. Right. So that is just a beautiful thing. Like if you want to follow me on Instagram, anyone, <laughs> it's Jane L. Rosen. And it's fun because you get to share everything that's happening and you get to see what's next. And you, I love it. That part of it. I oh, love. that's great. Well, yeah. I, we split our, um, our social media presence. We, we have a lot, we have like 2 million social media fo- followers, but um, um, we, we split it between the, video cast and podcast and radio shows. And then the other half is done by the book staff. So um, the book reviewers, so I, I can't do it all. And I really don't like to do it all. I'd rather be on Facebook or Twitter, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or on the air most likely, but, yeah. um, but it's hard keeping up. That's all part of it. You, it's mm-hmm. not like your publisher is going to put you on a plane and send you to 50 cities to go on a book tour. It just doesn't work and like that anymore. And anyone show up, I don't think really. I mean, and, very well, well not known. even not even in the time not in the time of coronavirus certainly but i have gone right. to book signings um as often as i possibly could and 
my God, the sun's out and it's thundering. Um, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> uh, but I've me. gone to book signings where there hasn't been anybody there. And so the author is, is really talking to the staff and, you know, <laughs> friends who are, happen to be there. It is the risk you take, but I like the idea of, of seeing authors on video and talking to them on the radio. I think it's a more intimate conversation. Yeah. And, yeah, you, you know, I don't have to put on makeup. I can sit in my jammies. Um, pet my cats you can have your glass mm-hmm. of wine and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter it's all fun Mm-mm. um we on my bed right now <laughs> there you go so so tell me what is your website for your your author website i don't have an author website is that awful i just do everything really through my facebook page which is jane l rosen and my instagram there you go. So, no, it's not awful at all. Ours is our website is actually down being redone because we've added so many new shows. So listen, if people want to find you, they know where to find you, right? <laughs> I hope so. I'm thrilled that you came on the show today, Jane. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I just have a Thank feeling you, this Kim. book is going to take off and do so well. It's such a fun book. I highly recommend it. Listeners, um, my guest today is Jane Rosen. The book is Eliza Starts a Rumor. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. You're going to love this book. It's really funny because, quite honestly, guys start rumors, too, mostly about girls. And um, those, those catch fire too. And there's, you know, blowback from that. Uh, So, and you don't probably have the same collective group of friends that women do, but it's a fun book for everyone. Jane, come back when you get your next book out or come back and guest host the show, come back and choose a writer and you take the microphone and interview. How about that? I would love to both of them. Okay. Okay. Terrific. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for being with me. Stay safe. I wish your musical daughter the best and your other daughters as well. Enjoy thank your you. time on Fire Island. Thank you for being with me, Jane. And listeners, thanks for being with me. And thank you, Mom and Dad. I'll see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye, Pam. Thank you. You're welcome, Jane.